dong, Earthlets! My name is Conrad, and welcome to another in our series of Space Spinner 2000 Collected Episodes. Our goal with these is to collect our coverage of top 2080 thrills and storylines in one place, so you can easily listen to them in one go. They're a great accompaniment to 2080 collections, or just a way to hear us talk about the good stuff without being interrupted by all that other stuff. Sit out! This is the first of three collection episodes covering the giant rogue trooper Tales of New Earth Volume 1. It'll take us from the very beginning to partway through the Bagman Blues, including everybody's favorite, Dream Weavers. Rogue Trooper begins his adventures in Prog 228, and we'll be going through Prog 261 on this episode. All these adventures were written by the great Jerry Findlay Day, author of so many amazing early thrills, with art by the fantastic Dave Gibbons, Colin Wilson, Mike Dory, and Brett Ewens. You can find Rogue Trooper Tales of New Earth from uh, one from the Rebellion web store or your preferred bookseller. And as I said before, we're covering the first part of that volume here, and additional parts will be out soon. So... Grab your buddies, dead or alive, and let's head out on the trail of the Trader General with Rogue Trooper, one of the Mount Rushmore 2080 characters, and the only one besides Dread with an official video game. Rogue and his, and his comrades, Helm, Gunner, and Bagman, are traveling the world, fighting everybody they come across. This episode will introduce us to Rogue and his world, his bio-chipped buddies, the endless war between the Norts and the Southers on a poison planet known as New Earth. Rogue Trooper came at an interesting time in 2000 AD as it moved away from shorter, more episodic stories to ones based around longer series. And I remember this making the early chapters, which are extremely episodic, feel very old school to Fox and I, even in 1982. Still, for me, no one writes an episodic military comic like Jerry Finley Day, and it's always great when he reunites his partner from the or from the battle action playset days of Dan Dare, Dave Gibbons, and also Finley Day's work with Mike Dory on Rogue is really interesting now that I, I know they previously worked together on the controversial Helmet of Hammer Force in the old action comics. Later, we'll see Rogue Trooper extended stories and epics, but for now, we're just going to roll through with a series of one-off adventures to explain Rogue and the chip's powers, so on and so forth. Let's get to the comics! Episode 68. Progs 228 to 231. September 1981. Thrill 1. Rogue Trooper. Uh, script robot... J- Jerry Finley Day, art robot Dave Gibbons, letting robots Dave Gibbons and Bill Nuttall. So, oh man. Oh man. It's a big <laughs> return for both of these two uh, 2008, uh, classic 2080 creators. We haven't seen Finley Day since Fiends of the Eastern Front, and Gibbons' last big wor- work was on Act 3 of Dan Dare, though he's done some Robo Tales and other stuff more recently. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Here we go with Rogue Trooper. He's a... Uh, He's a Mount, he's a, a 2080 Mount Rushmore character, if you ask me, Fox, along with a Dread, Johnny Alpha, and the forthcoming Slain. He's just a top, one of the top 2080 dudes. So, here goes. It's the future, Fox. It's the planet New Earth, NU. Mm. It's a planet that's been, that's been rocked by war. The atmosphere is completely unbreathable by humans. Into this hell comes the Rogue Trooper. Why do they want a planet that no one can use? I mean, I think it used to be usable, but now it's just sort of like, well, neither side wants to give up, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the wars between the Southers and the Norts, 
The Southers are sort of, you know, they're, they're American-esque, I guess, and they're commanded by a heartless system called Millicom. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the Norts, or, oh, sorry, and we see like a, we, we open with like a platoon of Souther troops going over the top to attack a North, a, a North base straight into the teeth of a Hell Streak gun that dissolves them. Man, that is my favorite kind of gun because it just sets people on fire, I guess. Yeah. That, so, so the Norts, they're kind of like commie Nazis, basically. Um, you know. No, there's a running fucking theme here. Yeah, we kind of see them being, like, evil as they kill people and stuff. When you kill them, they shout, like, Nain! In their own language is kind of a yet kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah so- well, they're definitely, like mustache twirlers they're like yeah. oh, i'm gonna get this guy by sneaking up behind him or who i'll throw a thing in this i'm yeah. so evil exactly yeah, they're kind of evil future german guys basically and then there's rogue <laughs> rogue is the rogue is the last genetic infantryman he's a he's a souther but you know he's gone uh well you know you can guess i guess he's uh he's he's well muscled <laughs> he's shirtless but he wears a helmet he's got blue skin you only know he's got blue skin because it appears on the cover of the progs. <laughs> um, and besides the helmet, he's got like a rifle and a backpack. The rifle has this weird gun or this weird glove thing that covers the trigger and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say possibly to make it easier to draw, but I don't want to sort of, you know, throw stones, I guess. And then yeah. all that gear has biochips in them. Um, this so, this is actually where I tip my hat to uh, to Dave Gibbons. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite things about Rogue Trooper, mind you. Every time you have shown me a picture of Rogue Trooper, I am I was not enthusiastic, mostly because I'm like, this man looks like a blue gorilla. Mm-hmm. Um, not not all that interesting until I actually started reading it. Obviously, which yeah. is a lot of 2000 AD. But mm. the this is something that happens a lot in this comic. Um, anytime the biochip um, people in mm. each of his uh, pieces of equipment talk, yeah. they are given like a gear um, frame as yeah. opposed to like um, the radio, the classic radio frame or. Um, the robot frames that we're used to seeing. Yeah, they like, have their own kind of speech bubble. This... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Like, I like it a lot. Definitely, and the word bubbles all kind of come out of different parts of Rogue's body and stuff like that. Mm. So, you know, yeah, so we've got, yeah, so Rogue's got his buddies, uh, Helm, Bagman, and Gunner, they go in there, sort of in their item that sounds like their name, basically. Um, Which is really convenient. Yeah. We'll learn more about them later. I'll let you know, Fox, that originally when they were figuring out this comic, they were thinking about having Rogue actually have the body parts of his fallen comrade, like some kind of Frankenstein, oh, basically. Cool. Yeah, but that, that idea was nixed as being too gruesome, essentially. Um, mm, so, yeah. So anyhow, you know, we pick up the action here. We get sort of the story, the, uh, we sort of establish the concept, basically. The, there's Souther troops, they're pinned down by a North Hell Streak base. Uh, Rogue, because he doesn't have to wear a suit in the, uh, in the air of New Earth, is able to sneak up on the North base and blow it up. And, uh, he tr- tries to not kill it, to not kill some of the troops because he wants answers about the Quartz Massacre, where all the other genetic mm. infantrymen were killed. But instead, he's forced to kill all the uh, Norts with a bunch of, like, sweet, 
backpack throw in and or backpack smashed and rifle throw in moves and stuff like that. Dude, he chokes out a guy while he rips his mask off, making him breathe in the toxic mm-hmm. air. There's this guy lo- has no issue just, like, murdering everybody. Nope. Yeah, there's a lot of... A big key move for all these New Earth guys is you just gotta tear somebody's suit, and that's basically curtains for them. And then, you know, he does all this while keeping up a constant dialogue with his gear, with with his gear, sort of observing the situation and stuff. Uh... The Southers set up a base on the former North Base. They thank Rogue, but Rogue has to move on. He's not part of the system anymore because he's gone. Well, you know. Rogue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's neat that, like, so there is this constant communication, but it's all kind of in jokes, like, I'll watch your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I fucking love it. Yeah, they're definitely very, like, sort of jokey about their state, about their situation in a lot of cases. So, and, like, we already get the laid groundwork from the first issue mm-hmm. with, like, people saying, like, oh, man, like, you gotta talk into Millicom, and he's like, nope. And they're um, like, oh, it's not great, but yeah. he saved us, so he's kind of a cool dude. Exactly. So next up, Rogue visits the war-torn streets of New Paris. Uh, that's P-A-R-E-E. It's basically one giant tower and then, like, 200% rubble, basically. <laughs> um, and, like, corpses and, like, yeah. people weirdly still here for reasons. Oh, yeah. So Rogue's attacked by a Nort ambush that sort of comes out of a cellar and attacks him, but he takes him out easily. And then he gets taken in by a Souther military patrol. Yeah, so after clocking a dude with the top of his helmet, which mm-hmm. was amazing, and killing two guys, oh, we're the military police, we just showed up and fuck you, man. You're exactly. coming back to base for a yeah. reprimanding. Basically, they want, like, Milikan wants him to report in, but Rogue won't, because he's trying to look for clues about the Quartz Massacre. Uh, suddenly, mm. though, the base is hit by a Nort sniper with a seal buster, which is like, you know, most of these bases are kind of built in these, like, sort of, uh, expanded plastic, like, sort of houses, essentially. And so. Mm. It's like a big bubble, right? Yeah. And so this basically pops that bubble and kills almost everybody. Rogue takes out the sniper and gets on his way, leaving the only survivor of the Souther base to marvel at his sweet biochip buddies. <laughs> <laughs> But Rogue now knows that he has to watch out for both the Norts and and for Souther Millicom, um, Millicom as he goes. And it's always the man. Mm-hmm. Fucking man. <laughs> After that, Rogue finds himself in a glass zone, an area where heat bombs have melted the earth into glass, which is apparently just like the site of the Quartz mar- uh, uh, Massacre. Exhausted from his trek, Rogue lies down to get some shut-eye, but he forgets to clean Gunner, his rifle. Uh, to Ro- which, like, I guess it's just a thing. He's just like, hey, remember, and everyone's like, let him go to sleep. And then, of course, why not have a wonderful dream about your past that yeah. readers can enjoy? <laughs> yeah, Rogue dreams about the Quartz Massacre of all the GIs, the genetic infantrymen, being drop potted from space, but the Norts having advanced knowledge of it, so they can like shoot them down as they fall to Earth, basically. My favorite shot here is the dude who looks like a member of Cobra looking right at the camera or like right at the at the viewer and being mm-hmm. like, "Get them!" 
They're so it's evil. So great. It's great. They're definitely evil. They've <laughs> got they've got markings that uh, go across their eyes. Yeah, their masks. That's they're one hundred percent bad. <laughs> so, uh, Gunner is the uh, so the first of the biochips to die is Gunner. He leads an assault by the troops some time to get some to safety, but he's shot. And Rogue removes his biochip and slots it into Gunner's own rifle, and then Rogue snaps his rifle over his knee, like I'm just using Gunner from here on out. Well, so keep in mind to get that biochip. He's holding Gunner, takes out a laser scalpel, and yeah. goes into his brain to get cut it. that shit out of your brain, out of your buddy's brain, buddy. That's why it's lucky oh. that do- the doctors never engineered GIs to cry. <laughs> That's fucked up. They, he didn't say not feel pain, just nope. that they won't cry. Exactly. Um, so Rogue wakes up like he starts awake from his nightmare. He realizes that, that he didn't clean his rifle and he's about to do it, but then he find, finds out that a gunner has started the process himself and now it's in cleaning mode and can't be used, but a Nord patrol is approaching. Uh, so gunner's basically like, like an oven where you put it in clean mode and then you sit sort of unusable for the next five hours or something. Uh, <laughs> So, Rogue instead grabs a Laz scalpel from Bagman and buys time by slicing a hole in some North suits. And then finally, he's able to use a freshly clean gunner to take down the rest. Synth out, chip bros. Only follow my orders or we'll all die out here. Which I think is pretty fucking fair. Don't just go doing this shit, man. I'm the only one of us with legs. Yeah, I got hands. None of the rest of you guys do. Well, I guess Bagman kind of has hands. We'll find out, but don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> what? Like, yes. I mean, we'll see, but like, you know, Bagman's basically full of different flavors of grenades, and he can, in fact, throw them himself. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I'm into... I'm into Look, I love this. No one's going to get this. I love Banjo-Kazooie, so stuff sure. that comes out of backpacks and helps you is, like, all my rage. This is your comic, buddy. Um, so mm-hmm. Rogue, Rogue comes across a huge tank battle. A giant Nort tank is tracking the voices tracking voices to kill Souther troops. Suddenly it picks up Gunner's voice, and Rogue has to act fast. He chips... This seems cre- like an inefficient thing for a tank. To, I mean, like, find people. Yeah, it's just sort of wiping people out, just sort of for fun, almost. The uh, the chips mm. create a diversion as Rogue assaults the tank Empire Strikes Back style, tossing a bunch of gamma grenades into a viewport. The tank is destroyed, and the boys head out. And because even if it's not their war, they can still score some points. Man, this sure is sounding like uh, the VCs a little bit. Kinda. Next time. Terror of the Decapitators. <laughs> oh, what? For me, it's more of like a uh, of, of a future war themed Incredible Hulk, right? Like it's not like there's a continuous oh, theme on fair. it. It's more just like Rogue is this lone guy, sort of wandering from battlefield to battlefield, sort of getting involved with stuff. You know, as time goes by, we'll get more advanced sort of plots and stuff. But right now, we're still establishing the setup. We're getting the backstory mm. and sort of learning about the different chips before they become. You know, from back when they're dudes, and then eventually we'll kind of get onto the big, like, sort of a plot line. Or actually, actually, well, I mean, maybe less like the Incredible Hulk and more like the Fugitive, actually, as we'll see, because he starts hunting one specific guy. I personally, I just really liked it. Uh, like, good start to a fresh comic. I like these war comics more and more now. Um, 
like VCs had its ups and downs, but mm-hmm. like this one, you've got a team of weird, inanimate, not inanimate objects. Yeah. Um, which I think is is kind of great. They seem to have their own personalities yeah, at least definitely. a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. Uh, you know, these are uh, Rogue Troopers, pretty fun. I'm a big uh, Finley Day fan, so this is going to be some exciting mm. times. Yeah, pretty and by the book. Episode seventy, Progs two hundred and thirty-two to two hundred and thirty-six, October nineteen eighty-one. Thrill two, Rogue Trooper. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, script robot for Rogue Trooper, Jerry Finley Day, our robot Dave Gibbons, letting robot Bill Nuttall, and Tom Frame. So, time to get po-faced and shoot some Norts. Hey, we gotta, we gotta get, gonna shoot these Norts till I'm blue in the face. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh man. Hey, that's what we do. So, <laughs> we start off. With a rogue, he's still on the move, and we're always in these early rogue rogue trooper stories. They spend a lot of pages sort of explaining the premise of the story, which I think is interesting. You know, we're on New Earth. This guy's blue. He's got dead buddies, you know? (laughs) There's... Especially for, like, the first couple of episodes of this. I mean, it's continuing from the Gunner stories. Now they got to do Mr. Backpack and Mr. Helmet. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, they're definitely doing a lot to sort of establish this character. There's a lot more backstory you really have to talk about in Rogue Trooper versus, say, um, Ace Trucking, where things can just sort of hang out. And, you know, uh, you know, you know, eventually they'll talk about, like, the backstory of GBH and his tribe and stuff, but it's not necessary to really discuss it right in the outset, you know? No, not like a microchipped backpack and gun and helmet. I mean, that you gotta you, you gotta talk about that, buddy. You can't just wave. You can't just hand wave that. <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, why is this, I, I, or else you'll get into a meltdown man situation. Why isn't this man melting? <laughs> why is backpack talking? I mean, uh, there's no point <laughs> in discussing the fact that these guys were living dudes with names like gut with with names like Gunner. Bagman and Helm, and then eventually they ended up in the gun, the backpack, and the helmet, respectively. You know, with no, with no nod to that in any way, and no one thinking that's weird. Not even Rose. No one like, yeah, they definitely don't make a big deal about it as, as they could tip the kismet, you know. But so, like, of course they are. Yeah, backpack goes in the backpack. <laughs> Bagman goes in the backpack. Oh, I mean, so Rogue's walking about in the sky. Suddenly, there's a swarm of Nort decapitators. Which is sort of horrible. Yeah, they're sort of shrapnel drones, basically. Um, God help! It's real bad. Yeah, Rogue dodges two, but two more are waiting for him, pinning him down until the Nort Seed ship arrives. This reminds Rogue and Bagman about the Quartz massacre, where they were hiding in a similar ditch when when suddenly a Nort Kashar drill probe dug. Um, out of the ground behind them, shooting up the place. Bagman was hit as Rogue took down the drill, uh, and the uh, troops coming in behind it then quickly harvested Bagman's biochip into his backpack. That's above, so below, etc., etc. Uh, with the flashback complete, the seed ship arrives and Rogue jumps into action. He uh, he shoots into the ship's cargo hold, which oh. explodes some of the decapitators in there, destroying the ship from the inside. Nain! It's uh, it's such a horrible way to die, because first the shrapnel, and then the ship explodes. Man, I don't feel bad about these Norts, man. They're freaking space commie Nazis. <laughs> hey, they're space Cobra commander people, and if there's one thing I learned from G.I. Joe... 
Man, I really like Cobra Commander suits. Cobra had the coolest gear. I mean, all these guys have to, because yeah, because of the unbreathable atmosphere in um, in the uh, on New Earth, you know. So after this, so you know, whatever. Nort's Nort's destroyed. Rogue's back on the move. After a prog off, Rogue returns in a New Earth desert where North raiders on mutant camels called Stamels are attacking Souther <laughs> caravans. Um, yeah, yeah, stable. Yeah, while taking a not a camel. Well, it's a mutated camel, buddy. <laughs> while taking a break, Rogue notices a Souther camp on the horizon and goes to warn them about the raiders. Uh, this caravan is mostly made up of unarmed refugees, so Rogue offers to help. He snags a piece of tank track and uses it to create a trail of like dust for the raiders to follow, and then leads them into a booby trap of buried fuel capsules, which he's able to blow up. And then kill all the raiders and take them all down, covering so the refugees' is, escape. Yeah, this is cool because, like, it it's says in just, like, the smallest place. So this he's running at the speed of a fucking tank. Like, yeah. a really fast tank. Um, dragging its treads behind him to make a bunch of, like, plumes of uh, debris. Yeah, like, like dust and He's got like two hearts. Yeah. And he can move really, really fast. Like, I mean, yeah. It can't be underestimated that, like, you know, Rogue Trooper is, like, not just a normal dude that's, that's got blue skin and can breathe in this big atmosphere. You know, he's a superhuman, like, super soldier, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. That's why he doesn't have to wear a shirt, ever, you know? <laughs> dude, I, if I could just not wear a shirt ever, you know? Yeah, but then, then you couldn't go in Seven Eleven, you know? So Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. If I need a Coke, I'm fucked. <laughs> so, after taking out the uh, the Raiders, Rogue's back on the move. He's heading out towards the Scum Seas. It's super gross, because <laughs> this water is non-potable. Although, lu- yeah, luckily the air around the Scum Seas is good enough you don't need a suit, but the water will kill you instantly, unless you're a genetic infantryman. Hooray uh, for gross earth. Totally. Rogue assaults a Nort ship and takes the crew captive. Um, and it seems like the uh, sailors know something about the Quartz Massacre. We then get a flashback to Rogue and Helm making their way out to sea to get picked up out of the war zone only for, only for uh, you know, with only the two of them making it to the Orange Sea where there's a, a sea shuttle waiting but then um, that, uh, that, that ship was attacked by Nort sea fo- uh, foils which destroy it because they were, you know, just sold out at every corner during the Quartz Massacre. This feels like such a a D and D situation. It's like you attack the boat, and you know, then some exposition uh, from the DM on like, "Hey, here's this guy's backstory a little bit," mm-hmm. and then like more action. Yeah, it's a very you know, it's a very cinematic way of telling it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. But so you know, when the sea shuttle exploded, Helm was killed and got put into the uh, into Rogue's helmet. I'll say that the key thing about Helm is that he's got a bunch of sensors and stuff and can kind of see things coming from a long distance and stuff. Mm. That's the uh, that's the service he performs being in the helmet, you know? Ah, foresight. Because otherwise, you know, as compared to the gun or the uh, the backpack that can sort of spit out grenades and stuff. Being in a helmet seems pretty crappy, you know? <laughs> okay, and he's also the one who was like, I think this is a fucking inside job. Hashtag it was an inside job. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this ain't mask was an inside like, job. He seems to be the smart one, etc. Yeah. So, one of the sailors breaks, and he gives Rogue the information that a traitor in the Souther army contacted Grand Admiral Hoffa of the North uh, Navy to set up the ambush. 
But when that's then that sailor attacks Rogue because I give you this information, but you'll take it to your grave. And the whole crew joins him. Everyone uh, takes out a knife. Yeah, Rogue commandeers the ship's missile system and blows them away with the ship's own missiles. Nice. I just like don't bring a knife to a missile fight. I guess mm-hmm. you're gonna want a, something better than that missile, buddy. So. Now it's time to find that Grand Admiral. It's time to go on a waste mission. I Like, I'm guessing that just means kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically cut to Rogue lying in wait for the North Admiral, sort of hiding in, like, debris and stuff like that. He shoots him as he comes, as he drives through in a caravan, or so Rogue thinks. In fact, it's a, double, it's a doppelganger designed to draw Rogue out. At the North base, though, the Admiral does decide to suit up and check on the wreckage and try to find Rogue. And as he surveys the destroyed transport, he wonders aloud to a nearby soldier if he should warn his contact in the South Army aboard the Buzzard 3 command satellite. That sort of, uh, Rogue's getting close, basically. But then he realizes that that soldier isn't carrying a standard rifle. It's Rogue in disguise! Oh, God. I I noticed this too late, and it's really not good for me. <laughs> Rogue assassinates the ad- Admiral and then sneaks away. He and the chips now know the location of the person that sold them out. So it's time to get to space and find that traitor. Gotta get my ass to the satellite. Yeah, next time on Rogue Trooper, Triple Cross. That's great. It's a great name. It's exciting, yeah. Interesting stuff. We're about to... uh. You know, we're slowly getting closer to sort of establishing the status quo for Rogue Trooper, you know, like eventually he's going to sort of find the traitor and then it becomes like, I'm going to say, like we were sort of talking about um, Ace Trucking kind of being like um, a Cowboy Bebop or something. And to Mm -hmm. me, Rogue Trooper really feels like something like the Fugitive, basically, where he's ostensibly on the trail of the one-armed man, but along the way he sort of fights other battles and stops other bad guys as it goes, you know? Oh, man, that's pretty cool. Villain of the week kind of thing while he yeah, pursues then, his, his main bad guy. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe I'm done with that. Villain I, of I like every couple weird, weeks, you know? Yeah, I like his weird uh, microchip-based powers and totally. two hearts and super fast speed. Yeah, man. His gun with a sleeve on it. It's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want your hand to get exposed to the elements. Absolutely. Episode 72. Progs 237 to 240. November 1981. Thrill 1. Rogue Trooper. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, it's getting so good. It's cool, man. Yeah, script robot Jerry Finley Day, art robot Colin Wilson, and Dave Gibbons, lettering robot Bill Nuttall. So, (laughs) last episode... We learned from a Nort Admiral that one of the Millicom generals in the uh, in the Buzzard Three military Millicom satellite was a was the traitor responsible for the Quartz massacre. So now Rogue and the Chips are stowing away on a supply shuttle up to the Buzzard Three to take them down. Which is surprisingly easy for a, a giant blue man That's to get true. inside of a rocket. Well, he can be stealthy, you know. Rogue quickly uh, lockdowns his way through the satellite into the uh, <laughs> control room. <laughs> okay, Lockdown, lockdowns die harding on a space satellite. <laughs> pretty, pretty decent movie if you get a chance to see it. If you kind of like kind of schlocky ac- uh, direct video action movies. <laughs> um, 
So he gets to the control room and he lays out his case to the generals before they can have him arrested for deserting and stuff. Uh, they seem to actually agree with his points about there being a, gen- a traitor and the traitor having to be taken out. But, and sort of they start, move to start an inquiry. But then uh, a klaxon goes off. And the position of Buzzard 3 has been revealed to the Norts, and a deadly missile is now heading straight for them. Oh, they've been, crap. They've been sold out by the Traitor General again! Yeah, so let's believe him, but first, hey, check out this life pod. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's not die, right? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody makes their ways to the satellite's life pods as the missile approaches the station. Rogue's annoyed, but, like, you know, surely this is even better evidence that there's a traitor in Millicom, right? Like... What are they going to do? Oh, no, they just happened to find a missile right when I was revealing the general guy. (laughs) And like the true irony of something being called a life pod. Well, yeah, as they as they enter the Earth, the life pods start to burn up in orbit. Oh, it's double treachery. It's a treachery sandwich. (laughs) Um, Luckily, Rogue is able to fix his pod on the way down by basically jamming a the life chip, the, the biochip of Gunner into the pot. <laughs> and his reasoning is a chip's a chip, you know? Yeah, that's Take a burn. Burn on his dead buddy, by the way. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> but so he patches him in there so they can land safely. He's, as he lands, he sees one other pod land. And so that must be the, uh, the uh, traitor general. And that now it's time to take that guy down. Fuck yeah. And that's uh, and so now our uh, we're established here in Rogue Trooper Fox. Oh, that's awesome! This is the these are the four big or you know the 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 the, the, the traitor general not so much at this point, but mm. he definitely becomes uh, the focus of Rogue Trooper. You know, we sort of met the four chips or the mm. uh, Rogue and the four chips, and now we know we're after the traitor general. And you know, like I said before, this kind of becomes like or this is sort of a setup for sort of a fugitive style story. You know. Okay. With um, Rogue traveling, um, you know, traveling New Earth. He's on the hunt for the for the Traitor General, but along the way, comes into situations where he has to step in. You know. Yeah, it's kind of like an old nineteen eighties cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Mm, pretty awesome. I can't wait for like the thing a week. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be good times for That's sure. Awesome. All right, freaking great. I mean, uh, honestly, I... we're we're starting that right now because now we go and we actually get some backstory on uh, New Earth. And how it's got, like, the big deal about it was that it's got a wormhole around it that allows for easy, faster-than-light travel, which is sort of its strategic uh, benefit. Right. Which I thought was good. It's something we haven't really talked about before, so it's good to sort of, you know, figure out why it's so important for this crappy planet where no one can breathe the air to be... Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just been a garbage place. Yeah. So at least we know that, like, it's important strategically, at least. Yeah, exactly. uh, Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it was it's very good. Yeah. Uh, I liked it a lot, and I'm I'm getting back into this. Like I think a lot more. Nice. Now that the backstory's over with. Yeah. So we sort of through this, we sort of meet a pair of troopers, uh, Field and Kransky, who have been fighting the war for years. We sort of see them as as green recruits landing on the planet, and then cut back to them after a couple years of constant fighting. Uh, Kransky's become mean and violent, whereas Field is getting like <laughs> terrified and out of touch with reality. God, it's like a really freaked out, bug-eyed people in this. Yeah. Um, they're an unlikely pair, especially when the hard rain falls, which is apparently just like, 
a bunch of like metal arrows that just fall from the sky periodically. Dude, it's like the most fucked up weather pattern you could ever have. It's like, I oh, mean, like yeah. they have storm clouds, right? And then just murder. <laughs> I think it's actually like an anti-personnel weapon, but it's so still far. pretty terrifying. Uh, I mean, everybody dies except them. Right, but luckily, um, it, it's just in time for them to meet their new buddy, the Rogue Trooper. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm, I'm here now. Yeah, I saved so, you by standing over your body. I mean, sometimes any port in a storm, you know? <laughs> Whether, even if that port is some dude lying over you. So, Rogue, <laughs> Rogue saves Field from a second round of hard rain, but that's not enough for Kransky, who decides to take Rogue prisoner and starts threatening Field as well. The two of them are forced to walk ahead of Kransky at gunpoint, and when a fog rolls in, Kransky makes them sing the South National Anthem, which is apparently um, to the tune of when the Saints go marching in, but it's like when the South, when the South goes marching in, you know? I I feel like there's some kind of political commentary here for us. (laughs) I mean, it's weird. Because, like... As an American, I sort of feel like the South is sort of the, would sort of naturally be the bad guys, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, so far they haven't been great. But but they're better than the North than the North guys, which are basically just straight up, uh, com- you know, space commie Nazis, you know. <laughs> so who are you gonna side with? I mean, I'm gonna side with the South, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah. That'll whatever again or- forever. Or the Southers instead of the Norts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, during the fog, Rogue is able to sneak around, and he knocks out Kransky when suddenly there's a Nort attack, and uh, <laughs> Field and Rogue, or sorry, yeah, they take down the Norts, but Kransky then wakes up, and he and Field have like a showdown. Um, mm-hmm. They both shoot at each other, and uh, Kransky sort of wins, killing, uh, or Field wins, killing Kransky. Uh, you know, we learned that like war, war changes people, kid. Sometimes more than others. And now you killed that guy that you've known forever. But don't worry, he was a total jerk. Yeah, now it's just you out here on the uh, on the fields of the cursed earth because I'm not hanging out with you. I got other things to do. <laughs> yeah, we're not friends, man. Yeah, peace outside, you know. But uh, wow. anyhow, next time on Rogue Trooper, Blue Moon. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so you know. This is sort of, yeah, like I said, yeah, like, you know, like you've said, now it's just time for Rogue Trooper to just kind of travel New Earth, uh, righting wrongs and so forth. Kane from Kung Fu, Richard Kimball from The Fugitive Style, etc. <laughs> Making movies, singing songs, fighting around the world. Episode 74. Progs 241 to 244. December 1981. Thrill 5, Rogue Trooper. Uh, Script robot Jerry Finley Day, art robot Colin Wilson and Mike Dory, lettering robot Bill Nuttall. So, Hooray. yeah, bunch of Southers having fought off a, a Nort siege for a, for months are forced to surrender as their respirators run out. The Norts promise them fresh air, but instead they poison them. Those dirty Norts. They're real not great guys. But hey, you know what's better than watching a bunch of uh, Southers choke on some gas? It's having a party. Absolutely. Yeah, they celebrate in a uh, in a dome, which Rogue and the Chips have decided to crash. Oh, man. But you don't it, want Rogue crashing your party. No. Instead of using a seal burster round, Reg, uh, Rogue goes in close and sees that the entertainment for the party will be a bunch of Blue Mooners, a race of, like, D&D-style dwarfs from the Blue Moon that orbits New Earth. Just like, they, whoa. 
They sing and dance and are generally made fools of and oppressed by the Norts. Like they're, they're blue mooners from the blue moon. They're forced to sing the song blue moon, which is just monstrous. Um, yeah, this is like really messed up. I mean, you look, they're, they're double bad, not great guys. These, these Norts. Norts are the worst. Um, so Rogue fights his way in. He distributes air breathers to the blue mooners and then gets an alley-oop to the ceiling where he deflates the bubble of the Nort base, killing everybody inside without an air, an air tank. Good times. Mind you, he was also betrayed by a blue mooner, who then chopped in the neck. Yeah, I think that was like the, that was like the the boss of the gang, whatever. Um, yeah, the other guys were cool though. Yeah, the mooners head off to his to souther lines, and Rogue goes off on his own. He's not interested in the mooners' jokes because the biggest joke is war itself. And, and also, like his each one of the uh, chips just says a horrible joke when he gets back. Pretty ridiculous. So next prog, we open with a quick refresher about how awesome genetic infantry men are. Uh, you know, yeah. the only they uh, the only thing they aren't protected against is treachery. Then we check in on Rogue escaping Nort pursuit by heading to the frozen north side of the planet. He uh. All right. Yeah, he takes out a Nort plane with a lazuka shell, and the heat from that uncovers a small plant hidden under the permafrost. Oh, look at this cute plant. And for yeah. the, like, one of the few times we ever see Rogue smile, he's like, oh, it's a plant. That's true. Yeah, just for grins, he puts it in his helmet of uh, Flower Child style. Then yeah. moves on as Nort speeders are coming from the east, and ski troopers are honing in from the west. And you know how much oh. I love ski troopers, Fox. What's really great is that they're not they're not separated skis they're like they have to stand with their legs yeah. together some sort of weird forward. ski snowboard combo it's so bizarre looking <laughs> rogue tries to lose them in the ice formation but suddenly falls there must have been a toxin in that plant that rogue wasn't immunized for and it's left him paralyzed oh crap i can't do anything and i'm just stuck here listening to my buddies talk he lies unconscious on his back as the ski troopers grow ever closer so what'll happen rogue is paralyzed what can the chips do one yell real loud causing an avalanche that takes out the ski troopers oh i really like that panel though actually of like the of the chips screaming because yeah instead of word balloons it's like these ghostly letter a's rise up from yeah. their speaker grills you know it's really it, it, fucking Cool. It looks a lot like uh, like that comic uh, Bone. Have you ever read that one? Oh yeah, know. fuck yeah, man! It's very Bone's like creeptastic. Yeah. but it's very reminiscent of some pages from that to me. I don't know. Absolutely. Um. So ski guys are taken out, but what about the about that those speeders? They're tracking Rogue under the snow using like metal detector kind of things. <laughs> But it looks like he's had time to recover because he emerges from the snow with a giant from the snow. (laughs) Yeah, he erupts from the snow with a giant spear of ice, which he uses to puncture the Nort's uh, environmental suits, and then he breaks the windshield of the speeder, killing the drivers inside. Oh, it's so cool! It's pretty cool. Rogue reunites with the chips and heads out, not knowing that Nort High Command has seen that a plant can call, can uh, knock Rogue out, and it's planning to use that knowledge. Rogue will return next year in Prog Two Forty Six. Hey, see you then, guys. Episode Seventy Six, Progs Two Hundred and Forty Five to Two Hundred and Forty Nine, January Nineteen Eighty Two. Drill Seven, Rogue Trooper. I'm going to get real computer computerizations. Woo. 
Yeah. Script robot Jerry Finley Day. Art robots Colin Wilson and Dave Gibbons. Letting robot Bill Nuttall. So I, I liked I like that trill that you did. That was that was great. Do my best, man. I don't know if I could do it again. Uh, so Rogue, he's a genetic infantryman, a lab-born super soldier designed to fight for the Souther forces against the evil Nords, who are these sort of space commie Nazis, for control of the planet New Earth and the wormhole that sits above it. Rogue is accompanied by his three fellow GIs, Helm, Bagman, and Gunner, who have physically died but live on as computer chips embedded in his helmet, backpack, and gun, respectively. Chips. <laughs> All the GIs except for Rogue died at a place called at a at a uh, at an engagement called the Quartz Massacre, where they were sold out to the Norts. Rogue is on a quest to find the general that betrayed him and his friends and get revenge, but that's kind of a long-term thing, sort of a mm. Richard Kimball finding the one-armed man versus sort of the other <laughs> 150 episodes of The Fugitive that didn't really engage with that story. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's true, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Traveled around solving problems. Mm. There's So, there's a lot of weekly episodes, was what I'm trying to say, until they find the traitor general. Yeah, I mean, in a lasting way, I guess I should say. Today, Rogue is rolling into the town of New Hamlin, once a North stronghold, but now strangely deserted. While everyone in town appears to be dead, Rogue still comes under heavy fire from seemingly every corner of the city. He finds out that the whole place is one big computer-controlled booby trap. Oh, God, who could have set this up? Probably the guys that don't like us. Always the Norts, man. He can't just leave it like this to slaughter any incoming Souther troops, especially now that his uh, mad dash for safety has taken him to the control room of the system. Instead, he's going to hack the mainframe to shut it down. And the best way to do that is to insert the biochips of Helm and Bagman to interface with the systems, giant mnemonic style, while he and Gunner fight for their lives. And just really, everyone's just running. This is run the comic. It's time for some crazy cyberpunk action. But yeah, so basically, you know, the chips are fully realized inside the computer and Helm and Bagman make their way into the system as Rogue and Gunner in real life fight for their lives. I like that they're techno naked. They're definitely cyber naked. They got no junk, but they must scream. <laughs> um <laughs> references buddy dude i've got no drunk but i must scream that's great i mean yeah that's true generally um but so yeah you know listen the chips fight their way through this virtual world it's very sort of uh whatever reboot or whatever other thing you can think of (laughs) um things they did a tron it's yeah you know um in the end they managed to, to shut down the system just as Rogue and Gunner are about to be smushed by the command center. Okay. You know, that's sort of two progs of coverage, but I don't know. I didn't, honestly, like the way that they overcome things didn't make a ton of sense to me. And I don't no. think this is a super strong Rogue Trooper story, you know? So they used a subtract calculation. That's kind of what I got out of it. And like different things would happen, but it didn't super matter. It just kept doing quick cuts back and forth. And I feel like we're really, so yeah. I feel like the fact that this is written in 1982 is really hurting it. Like, we just don't have enough of a shared lexicon of computer hacking terms to, like, really fill in a story about this, you know? like It was interesting attempt. 
Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just a little early for it because it's unlike, say, like the movie version of Johnny Mnemonic or Hackers mm-hmm. or something like that, where we kind of oh, know yeah. a little bit more about computers and we can sort of talk about like, you know, oh, there's viruses doing this and, you know, I got to shut down the mainframe core and blah, blah, blah. I fucking love Johnny Mnemonic and I also hate Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like so, the right. That seems like like the right opinion. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry because Rogue Trooper does redeem itself because of psychedelic tanks. Uh-huh. A company of Souther Lazuka men are about to take down a Nord tank column when suddenly they're attacked by a giant spider. Or wait, it's a giant snake. Oh, no. Oh, now, wait. It's some hot babes. Well, I want to say, when they're why when they're attacked by these giant monsters, they just don't shoot their lazookas at them is beyond me. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just got to be reminded they're tanks and then get destroyed to shit. Instead, everybody jumps out of their foxholes and runs gunned down instantly by Nort tanks. Uh, besides the monsters, there's also a, a chariot full of beautiful ladies that uh, call out to people with a siren song, and they get up to say hi to the ladies, take off their gas masks, and die in the deadly atmosphere of New whoops. Earth. Man, psychedelic tanks are real jerks. Yeah, finally, there's only one left. One man left, and he too is falling under the effects of this Nort weapon. Oh, the, God. Which we all know, of course, is called the Dreamweaver. Um, <laughs> Tell me you're going to do a cut in for that. I mean, always. That's what I did when we fought uh, when we fought DWs in Blackhawk, buddy. Um, <laughs> so, but Fox, I said there was one trooper left, but that's not true because now there's the lag Zuka guy and the rogue trooper. Oh man, and. Even he's getting a kind of small hallucinations from this because he's like, damn, they're really using a lot of this stuff. Yeah, but he tells the soldier to stay cool because, by gosh, we're going to outthink these nightmare merchants next time on Rogue Trooper. Grim reality. I mean, that's just him, like, basically bragging that he's done acid. Like, that's not, you're not <laughs> impressive, man. You aren't cool. you just that I, guy I went to summer camp with, Rogue Trooper. Uh, hey, come on. Come on, dude. Like, just chill the guy out. This is his first time. He's going to see some giant spiders and some space babes, I guess. You're going to see some spiders and space babes in the course of your time on New Earth, buddy. Episode 77. Progs 250 to 253. February 1982. Thrill 6. Rogue Trooper. Rogue Trooper has a multi-part episode. Yeah. Script robot is Jerry Finley Day. Art robot Dave Gibbons and Colin Wilson. Letter robot Bill Nuttall. So, we pick up where we left off last week. Rogue Trooper and a regular dude, the Lazuka, are up against the Nord. A dream <laughs> As uh, tanks bear down on them in the forms of a giant spider and a giant snake and some pretty ladies. Uh, initial shots do nothing, but Rogue consults some technical material and manages to guide the Zuka troops' shots at the tank's weak spot. Which, I guess, in all tanks from the Nords, is the same spot. Yeah, they build them from a sense from a standard uh, blueprint, and so it ends up there being a weak spot in all their tanks. So why does anyone need the fucking information panel that he looks at? If they're all the same spot, that should just be basic training. Like, hey, guys, well, listen. 
I'd imagine that that's an addendum and the, the actual tanks have better weak spots you probably want to shoot at, but mm. you can't target them because it, in this case, the tank's pretending to be a bunch of ladies being pulled by a bull on a cart. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they say like that weak spot that all the tanks have while it's there, it's not guaranteed to always work and it's pretty hard to hit. Fair. Fair. So whatever. Um, the, the tank, though, is destroyed and Rogue Trooper guns down the escaping crew, though one of them does hit a self-destruct on the wreckage so that the secret of the Dreamweaver can be uh, ma- maintained a secret. Damn. Um, the other two tanks retreat, and the Lazuka man turns his weapon on Rogue because he's too ugly to be real. I'm going crazy from space gas. That's right. Rogue tries to talk him out of it, but Gunner shoots to kill, taking him out. And, you know, he's pretty miffed about that, but whatever. They're just going to keep going. Yep. Uh, Rogue Trooper, or Rogue, buries the uh, dead because the images of the Dreamweavers were false, but that row of graves is real enough. Damn, I'm somber. Yeah. So, next up, Rogue and the Chips. Just FYI, they remain on the hunt of the Traitor General as they adventure to the war fields of New Earth. Just normal stuff. Responding to the sounds of combat, they see some Souther troops get captured by Norts who talk about how they're going to a new POW, how they're going to a POW camp where the leader, the Buzzard, will use his mind probe and get the information out of them. Buzzard. Yeah, Rogue has a hunch that this is a reference to the Traitor General who recently escaped from the Buzzard 3 satellite when he exploded it. With no better leads, Rogue stashes Bagman and Helms, puts on a disguise, and surrenders to the Norts. He's used Chemtone to hide his blue skin. He wears a bandage and a cyber thing to hide his uh, pupil-less, like Storm from X-Men style eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Norts make fun of him for surrendering with full ammo, and this... Cause them to make enemies with a fellow Souther POW for the same reason. Womp womp. Yeah, they're all brought to Glasshouse G, a uh, sealed Nort jailhouse, and we learn that indeed the buzzard is the traitor general. <gasps> Inside the base, that one jerk prisoner continues to blow up Rogue's spot, so he volunteers <laughs> to be taken to the buzzard, which is his goal all along anyway. We see the buzzard using mind probes to suck information out of the prisoners. Meanwhile, as Rogue sort of awaits for his chance to like get his hands on the on the Trader General, the other prisoners have started a, a, a jailbreak. Dude, it's a blitz! Let's get the fuck out of here and shoot some bros. Jailhouse blitz! Rogue is conflicted because he's about to take on the Trader General, but he just can't let the Souther prisoners die when they like open up the airlocks or whatever. He's got to make his choice between revenge and helping his comrades. And what will he choose? Oh, of course he helps his comrade, comrades, man. He's a, he's a hero. Yeah, um, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he fights his way through the prison base, taking down defense gunners and droids, allowing the Southers to escape to freedom. It's fast and furious action, culminating in both the uh, jerk prisoner realizing that Rogue was the Rogue Trooper, that he's up to deeper things than you might think. Ooh. And then Rogue sniping a North that he believes is the Traitor General, but has instead the Commandant to the prison in the General's helmet, because that General has outsmarted us again! Ooh, that oh, Traitor General! That wascally Traitor General. <laughs> the Southers are freed and rejoice, but Rogue doesn't stick around. He gathers up the rest of his gear and continues on the hunt. He'll get that Traitor eventually. Next time, Forest of Fear! Ooh. 
Indeed. Man, we're back on the road again. Episode 78. Progs 254 to 257. March 1982. Thrill 6. Rogue Trooper. Now, uh, oh wait, credit card. God damn it, I keep <laughs> doing this. <laughs> Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, so script robot Jerry Finley Day, art robot Mike Dory, lighting robot Bill Nuttall. Cold open, satellite, exterior, interior shot, round table, many Nort uh, representatives talking about bullshit. Mm hmm. It's time to do something about this rogue trooper, they say. Um, he's, you know, I mean, sure, he's killed dudes and whatever, but the most important thing is that he's a huge propaganda victory for the Southers. <laughs> You yeah, know, man. as he continues to kill our guys, the Southers begin to build morale and think they might even be able to win this war. Unacceptable. Oh, man. All of this from aboard the satellite base, Volter One. <laughs> I'm just, you know, he's saving like a handful of dudes at a time that we've seen. I Yeah. It's not like he's, like, won massive victories. I guess it's like, whatever, yeah, it's all just accumulated. I mean, that's what the guy's saying, is that it's not like he's turning the tide of the war based on his actions, but he does keep, you know, he becomes a folktale, you know, or like a Mm. a legend that's bigger than than his own individual actions are. So let's take all our resources and try to kill a legend. That's right. (laughs) That seems like overkill, man. Nah, man. Whatever. once you get killed by a bunch of eight men, it's all over for you. So, oh, uh, <laughs> man, we're going to get to that, and it's going to be so stupid and good. So they start a planet-wide manhunt to find a rogue. Um, they Eventually, he's found in a deserted, petrified forest that's just been bombed out, and the trees sort of turned to stone almost or something. Um, it's full of long-term Nort snipers that Rogue quickly dispatches. But the activity of this draws the attention of Nort High Command, who dispatch their own genetically engineered super soldier soldiers to take <laughs> out Rogue and the Chips, a company of violent ape men. Oh man, uh, go get them! Like a barely understood uh, group of howling weird monkey Kong, people. Kong, 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 Kong. Yeah, so <laughs> in the forest, a squad of regular Nort troopers falls upon Rogue, but quick thinking and a handy electro flare takes them out quickly. Oh, um, God. But this, you know, basically Rogue and the Chips are getting a little worried about this sudden uptick in North aggression against them, and not without cause, as again, yes, the ape men are preparing to assault. <laughs> They're, They're repelling into the forest. Yeah, dropped out of ropes by spaceships. Second time that someone's repelled out of a out of a spaceship this week. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they're they're armed with rifles and they're wearing striped pajamas. And the uh, Nort guys call them like monsters as they go. They are not treating these guys very well. Yeah, man, it's not great. Yeah, Rogue beds down for the night, setting up the chips to defend him, but they get overconfident, and the silent moves of the eight men allow them to sneak in and snag both Gunner and Bagman. Rogue awakens to find himself surrounded by the angry ape men. Oh, hell indeed. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh. Kong. Rogue is cornered by the ape men. They've taken Gunner and Bagman, and now they're after him. Until he deploys his dreaded helmet attack. 
It's really a signature move for him is just slapping some dudes in the face with that helmet. Well, I mean, when your helmet is one of the characters, you got to figure out a way to get him involved in the thing. I mean, that's, that's the pretty... if there's one if there's one weakness of Helm, it's that he's a way he's way more passive than the other two chips. You know what I mean? Yeah, he kind of does sensor stuff, but it's not like he can like throw grenades or shoot people. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. I guess he can't across. just throw grenades. That'd be cool, though. Grenade throwing hat? That'd I'd wear cool. it. I'd wear it too, man. <laughs> so, uh, Rogue escapes into the petrified forest as the eight men come after him. There's some good moments where they, like, try to use Gunner and Bagman against Rogue, but they, like, warn him about what's coming, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, eventually Rogue is surrounded by the eight men, and he pulls the oldest trick in the book, which is to challenge their leader to single combat. Or maybe that's the th- the second oldest trick in the book, I guess. Because the actual first oldest trick is to wear the is to sneak is to beat somebody up and take his clothes and then sneak in wearing the beat up guy's clothes. So the third one is the one where you act like someone's sick and you're in a jail cell. Ooh, yes, yes, that's definitely a trick. Okay, we gotta we gotta formalize this at some point. Uh, <laughs> Just the codex of like how people get out of situations. What the order of the oldest tricks are. So, yeah, man. With the help, so uh, with the help of a hanging oxygen tube from one of those dead long-term snipers, Rogue is able to defeat the leader, and the other eight men salute him. With uh, Gunner and Bagman returned, Bagman's able to translate the eight men languages. It turns out that they hate the Nort, but there's a shuttle. They're, they're, they hate the Norts, and there's a shuttle on the way to collect the body of Rogue Trooper, so they'll help him out or whatever. Like, hey, you beat up our boss. Uh, it makes you cool. But yeah. I'll fuck. We're the Norts. We're just going to gas the shit out of them. Yeah, we just don't really like our job. Can you help us out? Before they start gassing yeah. us. And Rogue's like, whoa, gas. <laughs> so the North shuttle arrives. Yeah, great. Yeah. The, the, the North shuttle arrives to pick up the ape men and the body of Rogue. Uh, Rogue tells the apes not respond. And in retaliation, the Norts saturate the area with knockout gas. Rogue stops the flow of gas by shooting down the shuttles, but before he can help the apes, uh, their former leader, Kong, has awoken um, from the beating he took last Prague, so, and he's got Gunner, and tries to shoot Rogue, but the weapon doesn't fire, thinking the weapon so is what do jammed. You do? The eight man does what you naturally do, which is look down the barrel of the gun. Which gunner who can fire himself then shoots and just shoots that guy right in the right in the eye. I assume <laughs> he's dead now. No one he's pulls gunner's anymore. no one pulls gunner's trigger without permission, buddy. Except yeah, that, for that time that he was doing that. Don't think about it too much. Uh, all right. So, Rogue has the eight men move to a different part of the forest, then runs out the opposite end, throwing the north off the scent. The eight men will live in the forest now, and even though Rogue is gone, he is not forgotten. Yeah, they type in rog everywhere. Type yeah. in, Jesus Christ. Carb, Scratch rog yeah. into, like, wood everywhere. It's a sweet ending to a weird fucking rogue trooper that yeah, was I thought weird this, i thought this was a nice one like you know it's basic like it ends with guys being free from the norts and like having to be able to live it up and not just be like oppressed genetically engineered super soldiers and stuff living it up on a super poisoned planet where no flora and fauna are anywhere and but maybe I mean, they've been engineered sentence. to figure it out you know at least they're free I'm, at least they're free I mean, fox that's that's fair i guess i'm just saying like 
you know, daily banana rations ain't a horrible thing. Look, I'm just saying that every one of these rogue stories otherwise ends with like, yeah, it's bad, but what do you expect? It's war. And this was yeah, like, God. was like, yeah, like, you know, these guys aren't forgotten, won't forget about rogue. They're cool ape dudes trying to live their best life, you know? That's pretty fair. I mean, I just, I'm just generally, my sentiment is anti-ape man. Dude, they're cool ape dudes trying to live their best life, not unlike you and me. (laughs) I'm not saying they're second class citizens. I'm just saying that I wouldn't, you know, want to like share an apartment with one. I disagree. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Think of all the cool swinging around he'd do. Yes. Episode 80. Progs 258 to 261. April 1982. Thrill 4. Rogue Trooper. Cats out of the bag. Uh, uh, and other assorted jokes. Mm. <laughs> Script robot Jerry Finley Day. Art robot Colin Wilson. Lettering robot Tony Jacob. So, during a long night on New Earth, the Norts are trying some fancy new psyops on the south, south of the defense line. Projecting- Which... Uh... Oh. I don't understand how this works. It's like what a rudimentary alarm clock looks like, you know, the digital ones. Yeah, there's like chem clouds all all through the sky of New York, New Earth. So the Norts are like projecting digital messages onto those clouds to freak out the Southers. Which is like, we're going to come and get you, Joe, and like, yeah, soon it'll some, be goodbye. They use common names to try to personalize them. Like, coming to get you, Joe, but I'm Joe, you know? And, and then Joe stuff. freaks out and runs across enemy lines and gets blowed up. Blowed up in no man's land, yeah. Everybody's starting to freak out, but then Rogue Trooper shows up. And just starts laying down boss. Yeah, he drops the bossiness. He then leads them all, all the Southers, in a daring raid of the Nort Skyrider silo. They, Which, all right. They take it down, and then they set up booby traps, so that when <laughs> the next Norts arrive, they'll set up a jerk message and then blow the whole place up with, like, nukes and stuff. Ooh, Which those Southers exactly are so cheeky! <laughs> we'll, we'll get them with their own medicine, but that medicine is also an atomic warhead. Ooh! those Southers! We're gonna get you! <laughs> so, next time, Rogue is making his way into a set of ruins, recently hit by a volcanic eruption. Um, Some bad shit happens. Yeah, just based on all the Souther casualties covered in us and in uh, ash and stuff, it was probably the Norts that reactivated a dormant volcano. But not all the bodies are dead! In fact, not all of them are Southers. Yeah, one North body moves and it's an ambush. Rogue, oh man! Rogue gets shot from behind and the bullet grazes Bagman's biochip. The uh, the chip starts to scream and it gives away Rogue's position. At least yeah. until he can spray it with like anesthetic spray to cool the chip off. Uh, which that works, I guess. It is a biochip. Yeah, it just sort of freezes it basically, so that it just can't keep powering itself. I guess. And make an e noise. Making yeah, just well, it's just it's like when you, I don't know, if you ever like dunked an old radio in the in the water, and it just kind of makes like a makes a weird what white noise noise white noise sound before it dies. Basically, I've definitely never done that, but now I'm halfway tempted to. Don't live my life, Fox. I'm not a happy man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but so yeah, so 
Bagman screaming has called in like all the Norts in the area, basically. Yeah, there's a whole lot of them. Gunner's out of ammo, but it's hard, and it's hard for Rogue to reload him. Though he does eventually, and Gunner's sort of starts take uh, just taking out Nort, Nort, Nort troops like crazy as Bagman reboots and starts singing a silly song and just doing a full inventory of himself laying out his contents on the ground. He's got the Bagman yeah. blues! Oh, man. It's weird, because he just... I feel like they just wanted to give a really cool uh, shot for, like, the last prog, where it's like, this is all the stuff that Rogue uses. I definitely agree that it's very cool to see what's all, all inside of Bagman, mm-hmm. that's what we see next time is um, Rogue under fire, he's shooting all the Norts and stuff, while Bagman sings a song like, here's my little table, and here's my little chair, I'll count them all and all and all and all of them are there, as he unpacks all of his stuff with the robot arm in his backpack. It's real great. And we just see a huge mass of stuff, there's like a walkie-talkie, there's a GI playbook, there's a guide to new earth called the schemes the thing there's just a whole yeah. bunch of explosives there's a pack of digi pinups oh yeah <laughs> for the for the fellas yeah he's doing an inventory as rogue just shoots scads of nords scads uh, out <laughs> wow. ammo rogue is forced to whap a nord upside the head with Bagman himself this knocks him sense oh, into man. the chip and he responds by regaining his personality and uh, doing the one thing, like using the one item that is still inside of the bag of Bagman, which, which is... Which, guess what? More explosives. Yeah, a rapid ejection sequence of micro-mines! Which ain't great. No one can see him. I guess. They just all explode. The mines all explode, taking out the remainder of the Norts. Rogue is safe for now, but Bagman's system failure is worrying. He'd better make sure Bagman is okay. Next time, check up or check out. Ooh. Yeah, he, like, I guess Bagman made some kind of quip uh, to, to Gunner, and he's like, man, Bagman never makes jokes, so it must not be not all right. It's like, all right. That's right. Got to be humorless. Maybe brush of death. Maybe made him a little bit. You know, gave him some. Gave him a chips little bit of salt have, or something. Biochips don't have gallows humors because they're already dead, Vox. We all know that. That's, that's pretty fair. And that was Rogue Trooper. We'll be back for part two of Rogue's adventure, including the all hell on the Dixie front and a tiny bit of Fort Nero in the next installment, though we may have some fun with space teenagers before that. That's right. Uh, top Rogue moments. I'm always a fan of the nominative determination of comic books, and so the explanations of how the ships were killed and integrated into Rogue's gear is always a lot of fun. I mean, what do you think Helm did before he died to earn that name? And I guess, actually, I liked all that Helm stuff generally, I guess. It's fun to see Findlay Day just try desperately to get Helm in on the action with the rest of his buddies. Because, you know, just a, a hat can do so much less than a gun or a backpack full of grenades and stuff. 
Um, listening back to these shows, my third one, I'm, I'm amused at how much I, I equate Rogue Trooper to the TV show The Fugitive. Thought I was so smart doing that. But I mean, you know, despite the fact that there was a popular movie about it, you know, the fact remains that The Fugitive is indeed a television show that went off the air uh, 23 years before I was born. So whatever. Um, and of course, the final top moment of Rogue Trooper Volume 1 Part 1 has to be... A Dreamweavers! <laughs> uh, because Rogue Bats clean up so often in the prog, I think some of this collection might have given it a short sh- shrift, just our uh, commentary within the actual thrill itself. I definitely suggest if you want to hear us talking more about Rogue Trooper, going back to the actual episodes and checking out the top and bottom discussions we have at the end of those shows, because I know that's where we, you'll hear Fox talking about how much he, how he doesn't like how serious or po-faced Rogue Trooper is. And we both sort of bag on its episodic nature as we're moving more towards longer stories in the, in the prog. Um, also, if I did it all again, I'd definitely identify what artist did what story as we went through, but I can only do better in the future, so I'll try to do that. So what do you think about Rogue Trooper Volume 1 Part 1, the opening shot of a classic Mount Rushmore 2080 thrills, or just more sci-fi faffing about with silly names? Let me know what you think by email at spacepinner2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at spacespinner2k. If everything else is with spacespinner2000, you'll find us there. And you can find spacespinner2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Store, or our podcast site at spacespinner2000.com. Thank you for listening to this collection. We'll be back soon with awesome 2080 action. Until then, I'm Conrad, and this has been the Space Spinner 2000 collection for Rogue Trooper Volume 1, Part 1, Splendid Verthrig! <laughs>